Tonight, we welcome the psychedelic dream pop collective known as Snow Angel to the stage of the yes, Phoenix Theater. Do. Snow Angel is an eight-piece female band and is the brainchild of the ever-enigmatic Gabby Lala. Tonight, we will learn more about Gabby, more about this project, and later, Snow Angel will be treating us to a performance. Please welcome to the program, Snow Angel. Welcome, Snow Angel. Hello. Actually, and this Hi. is one of the funnest group of women we've ever had on this stage, I think. So. It's what whimsi- a joyous crew. It's whimsical oh, and wonderful. And, and would we all agree that if it weren't for Gabby Lala, none of us would be here right now? Mm-mm. Very true. Absolutely. We <laughs> would not be here without yeah. Gabby. Thank you. Now, Gabby Lala is, is the driving force, the founder of this band. Uh, you write the music, correct? I do. I, I was reading a biography of you, and I, I learned that you started playing piano at age five. By 12, you're playing the guitar, and, and what I'm curious about is at age 15, you first saw Primus. Was that in this building? Yes. This was a yes. seminal moment for you, though, because uh, as it's written online, this was, a, uh, this was a concert, a moment that inspired you to devote your life to music. One of them, yeah. One of them, yeah. And, uh, and I'm sure you're tired of people asking you about it, talking about it, but you did end up developing a professional relationship with Les Claypool. That's right. And, and that... Victory! <laughs> no, no, truly. So this was a man that you, you watched from the crowd and you admired and, and you were inspired by. And then as luck would have it, as fate would have it, you got to be propelled to a, a level of awareness uh, in the music world because of a relationship with him. And what, what a treat that is. I mean... Yeah, I feel very fortunate to have that opportunity. And I've just been really lucky, I think. And I, I think that's part of uh, just everything in life there's a lot of luck involved in like who you know, who you talk to and who your friends are. And that's really what makes things happen that are like interesting things happen. So, I mean, I didn't seek out, I didn't seek less out. I just was like tagging along with a friend and like ended up at the studio. And I just was in the habit of bringing my sitar with me and just muscling in on stuff. Oh, I just happened to bring this big old sitar with me. I don't know. I just, it just fell into my pocket, whatever. You show up with your sitar and start playing and, uh, and Next thing I knew, he was calling me to do vocals and asking me, oh, do you you write any music of your own? And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. And I was like, okay, go home, write a a song. (laughs) And and then so you ended up on his record label. You were able to appear on a a record that he did. You you did some touring stuff. I, I bring it up not because that defines you. It doesn't. But that was what introduced you to a lot of people that maybe otherwise would not have known about your art, correct? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Definitely. And... My God, 15 years old at the Phoenix Theater. And here we are tonight. It's 2016. Yeah, it's and you're pretty here. cool. How does a project like Snow Angel come about? Because you have had solo albums, correct, Gabby? Yeah, that's right. And I guess it's a two-part question. How does a project like this come about, and how is it different from your previous projects? Um, well, my previous projects were solo primarily, and I, uh, I don't know. They were just like in a different creative space i was in like wearing wigs and crazy like ball gown kind of things and um the music was much more fanciful and 
uh, stories and I don't know, like kind of twisted fairy tale kind of things. So it looks like you're primarily playing the sitar on this. Yeah. And making great use of it. Thanks. Um, but yeah, when you were doing your solo thing, we saw a lot of other instrumentation that went with it, and, and that was uh, also a part of the show. Like the Nintendo DS, for example. Yes. Oh, yeah, which yeah. I lost, which is uh, like a problem. That's part of why I don't use it anymore. I just lost my iPod, too. Context for the audience, the, uh, there is a record that you did. Uh, you played the Nintendo DS uh, as, right. a, as an instrument on that record. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. I got because we were on tour with Les, and then his kids were on tour with us, and they had the Nintendo DS, and they were like, one was in the front of the bus and one was in the back and they could like do connected things. So then they were like, you got to get one. And then, so I had one. So we'd be like sending messages from the bunk to the back to the other place. And so cute. I got that because of that. And then I got this Korg game that you can program beats and I just took off with it. (laughs) You said that you're in a different creative space in this project than you were in past projects. What's the creative space you're in now? Um, well, it started, the, this current creative space started, I think, when I met uh, my partner, Boots Riley, and we kind of, we hooked up, like, fall in love, and I have a baby with him now. <laughs> Boots Riley of the coup, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> you know, so, like, context, because... That kind of thing, like, falling, I think it was a maturing, growing up kind of thing for me, and I... Uh, I had never written love songs before or real emotional songs. Like my my songs came from like a more crazy zany place. And uh, so after I fell in love, had a baby, all that stuff, uh, like most of the, the original Snow Angel songs came while I was pregnant. And I was just like, this isn't really Gabby Lala stuff. It's still me, but it's the next chapter. So I had to rename it. How do you get the project to exude such positivity? Uh, or how do you maintain that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because sometimes the world can not be so positive, And sometimes it feels like it can kind of like rain down negativity on you. Um, but when you listen to this band and it's just like all positive all the time. Um, do you struggle maintaining that positivity? Um, no, actually this group of girls like, when I hang out with them, when we spend time together at rehearsal or just going to the show or whenever outside of music stuff, um, they lift me up. They make me feel like so much better because a lot of times things do get really heavy and, um, and it's kind of this weird cycle every week of like things like, uh, life, life, life. And then, oh, it's rehearsal day. And then I go to rehearsal and like, we all are like, oh God, we got to drive there. We got to get there somehow. And we get there and then everything just feels better. Like for some reason we all connect, um, on in different ways. I don't know. I get in like this weird continuous weird reality of like changing Barbie clothes and like building with Legos and like fairy houses, go to the park and then like cooking baby, like what a baby eats and eating what a baby eats, which is kind of weird. And then, so I don't know, it just is like a weird reality for me. And, uh, so then when I finally get back to like what defines me, which is my music and like what I, how I connect with all of you guys, um, then I feel like myself again. So that makes me feel happy. 
What an interesting thing, because you see so many people who have children. Um, they dedicate themselves fully to motherhood, uh, foregoing all other interests, you know, or mm-hmm. fatherhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always felt like that. And I don't have children, but I always felt like that was sort of a problem because when the child grows up, you, you've still got a lot of time left. So I, it's it's important to have those interests outside of the par- parenting is hugely important and probably has brought a depth to your life that you didn't know you could have. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have written any of these songs, I don't think, and I, I wouldn't have put this group together if it wasn't for like falling in love and having a baby. So I, I'm very grateful for all of that. And it's the most challenging thing that I've done and the most rewarding, of course. Because um, <laughs> right I know answer. they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. I, I sort of get the vibe then that though you love the family so dearly, so much you love the family. So much. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't love a family more than you love the family. Yeah. But, I, but I get the vibe that the, these women are sort of a part of, you know, something that keeps you who uh, you believe you are. Sort of a salvation yeah. from perhaps yeah. the drudgery that life could bring if you didn't have music in your life. Definitely. Yeah, you got to have friends. Like, I know, I feel like I'm always like preaching like to people like, girl power, friendship. Like, you got to support your friends and be with your people and help everyone like reach their fullest potential but it's really true like if you surround yourself with positive people and uh, people who are actively trying to do something with their lives then I feel like that inspires you inspire each other to keep that momentum going and like really be productive in your life well you know it doesn't matter what you're doing just not watching tv and sitting there doing nothing like I get so crazy looking at my phone that I'm like, oh, when it comes time to like go to rehearsal, I'm like, thank God, now I can play my sitar again. <laughs> like, yeah. I totally agree. I think if you surround yourself by people to do nothing, you will probably do nothing and vice versa. Yeah. Um, but how do you square the circle of old friends who you are friends with? But they aren't on that same page. There's some negativity. Do you try and help them see the light? Or do you just move forward? What negative? What negativity? Not your negativity, their negativity. Oh. Let's say you have old friends, friends from before you came to the came to this realization. That's like I can't have people in my life that bring negativity. I I don't know. I feel like I've been kind of on this path my whole life of just trying to surround myself with positive stuff. I've always been a very focused person and I always knew what I wanted to do. Like when I was little, I just watched like Gem and the Holograms and want to do that. And I use like my pretend stuff was like using the end of a curtain rod to be a microphone. Like I just always wanted to be playing in a band on stage, like in a girl band. And like, so I started out on the piano, like you said, and then moved on to different instruments. And I'm always just like working hard, studying music and uh, trying to write, teaching a little. (laughs) I teach a lot now. And then, uh, so just, I've been pretty focused my whole life on like achieving this reality that I'm finally starting to see happen and it's uh, it's challenging but it's like I don't know I feel very lucky to have that focus and I know a lot of people don't have that especially like growing up people are always trying to figure out what they want and how they're going to do it or it takes your whole life to figure out what you want to do sometimes yeah I haven't figured it out yet 
Yeah. For me. Yeah, for I always wonder I what like what art people who aren't artists what do they do with their time? Mm-hmm. Because I think about that too. Yeah. Like, music takes up so much of my time. I mean, it's my livelihood. But even on just like a personal, you know, self care level, like if I didn't do that, what what would I be doing? I don't. I, think I guess that, everyone has hobbies, but I just. I well, know. I think a lot of times <laughs> the negativity that you're talking about. Uh, can stem from people who don't have a passion, whatever mm-hmm. that passion might be. I completely agree yeah. with you. Yeah. And so like Gabby and saying that she's lucky right now is recognizing that she is a special individual. And I think all of us are because we have something that we're passionate about that we're allowed to live and nourish ourselves with on a weekly or daily basis, however much or little we need to, to achieve our goals. Anyway, so... You were, I, I think you're 100% right. That resonates totally with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's tough because the world isn't full of those people. There's plenty of them out there. But you also have to interact with and have relationships with people who maybe aren't like that. And how, do, how does one coexist, maintain their positivity while respecting the others, but also not letting the others maybe bring them into their, their cycle? You smile and wave as they stare at you, gawking, wondering what the hell you're so happy and in love for. <laughs> Why are you so happy playing your guitar? Why are you so happy playing your drums? Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> what I hope to achieve by like presenting a group like this where we are all supporting each other and singing together, and I, I hope that it will be an inclusive kind of group where people see us and they say, oh, I can be part of this because I don't want it to seem like an exclusive clique it should really like that's what my point is with the um, group vocal is to feel like when you hear us singing that makes it okay for you to sing too so I think it's very exciting that you're going to be playing a bunch of new stuff tonight that is uh, right up to the minute I mean this is stuff that hasn't even been released studio versions yet right yeah, we haven't even finished it in the studio. It's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so you have Albums. you have the cassette coming out with some of those songs, and you've also got a virtual reality experience that you've been discussing. Fingers crossed. Yes. Can, this is very ambitious. Let's tell everybody about that. Okay, so um, I went to CalArts for my undergraduate, and I met a lot of people, including other musicians, but also filmmakers and animators. So this um, one girl in particular, Ceciliana Trevino, she's a filmmaker now. She created this um, documentary called The New Mo Cut about Moe's books in Berkeley, and she had found some lost footage and created this whole thing, and that was also funded on Kickstarter. And um, so she and I, she's really... Um, excited about virtual reality and I hadn't really heard that much about it so she called me up she's like Gabby I want to do this VR thing and I was like okay I'm like VR what is VR like I don't know what that stands for and then um, so anyways it's gonna be she was she was pitching this to me and I was like yes we have to do it because what can bands do now to you know make us stand out from the other bands there's a million bands so I said let's do a music video for my band but we'll do your virtual reality idea so you're gonna get uh like you have to watch it through this cardboard viewer that you put your smartphone in and then you have the headphones and it's really, I don't know, if, have you tried virtual reality? I have not. Have you, Tom Gaffey? Uh, no. The experience is going to start out um, at the Cat's Eye Nebula, which is a real thing in space. 
I guess. I'm yeah. not a scientist. I play the sitar. Like, yeah. uh, you know, anyways. Melissa actually took uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. astronomy, as a matter of fact. I think she can probably tell us a little about that. <laughs> Wait, were you in astronomy today? That was I was this morning. Yes, I was. But I haven't learned about that. Um, but I believe you that it's real. <laughs> I was so miserable in all of my GE classes. That's that an amazing class. class. See, in my mind, yeah, Cat's Eye <laughs> Nebula, if it's associated with this band, you, you put on the glasses. And it's like there's all these cats everywhere. You know what I mean? There's like floating cats. And there's some stars too. But so many cats, you know? I just see so many cats. Anyway, I digress. Sorry. So you're in the universe and... Oh, yeah. So... It's a it's a 360 experience. They shoot it with a camera that shoots 360. So, anyways, you'll be surrounded by us, pretty much. I mean, who doesn't want to be in the again, middle? Again, inclusiveness. Right. We yeah. just want to include everyone. We want everyone to feel part of our group. So, you will get to be part of Snow Angel. You'll be in the center, and you'll be like looking around. You'll see everyone right up close, and be like, "Oh my God, look at her earrings." Oh, she's so beautiful. And you're, and you're in the universe. You're out there in the universe. Are you floating? Yeah, it's like floating in space okay. within this like beautiful in the nebula. Nebula, yeah. yeah. And then you're going to start seeing, this is all like nothing's been done yet, but this is the plan, yeah. is that you'll start seeing like shooting stars, like boo, 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 and then it turns into like a meteor shower. Yeah. And then suddenly you're like swept up with one of these stars and you go shooting out and you land in the middle of like a pizza. Okay. And we're just like there at this pizza place. It's kind of like being John Malkovich a little bit. Like you're just and spit out and you're like looking around and you're tiny when you're in the 360 like experience virtual reality experience you're like a tiny speck like a little gnome on the pizza okay well it's a large pizza it's very large yeah yeah you have to have a big pizza for this group (laughs) we like and and so the the user is on the pizza (laughs) snow angel is also on the pizza we're just eating pizza hanging out but you see us are you going to get eaten by snow angel no okay but i guess that could be an option if you choose that, because you can choose things too with your little like laser pointer with your eyes. This is something new. The laser pointer is something yeah. new that I wasn't aware of. Yeah, prior. you can like zero in, like you move your head and you'll see a little pointer and you, there's a little target will appear. This sound, my friend Tom Gaffey uses the phrase far out a far lot. Out. Yes. This sounds far like out. the most yeah, far out experience that does. one could yeah. have. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So we've learned about the philosophies that have gone into the songs of Snow Angel. We've learned what Snow Angel means to the eight of you. But do you have any, uh, you know, I don't know, life lesson, not life lesson, but just sort of like positive bookend to this experience as teachers, as musicians? Go hold your yeah. instrument. Mm. What do you mean by that? Go, go, go give your instrument some love because it makes you sane and people will like you better. And you can be like us and be nice. You know, to that end, actually, one of my favorite things to tell a kid that's got an instrument is get it out of the case and don't put it back in the case unless you're traveling with it. There you go. Take your instrument out of the case. For me, like if I was talking to a, a young girl i would just say don't let anyone ever tell you that there aren't women musicians mm-hmm. because they or haven't done good enough. really any any research on any type of music ever <laughs> <laughs> and also don't let anyone ever tell you that that's not something that girls should do because look at us 
Mm. Girls should do yeah. whatever Girls they want. Girls should do. We have one of everything. <laughs> yeah. We even have a sitar. We have drums, yeah. which is a traditionally male-dominated section of music. We've got guitar. We've got bass. We've got sitar. We've got vocals. So, like, you can do anything. And that's also not to discourage the young boys, um, but also, you know, encourage the young girls in your lives that they can do it, too. Yeah. Well Everybody said. can. Yeah, well said, Cajun. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming on, and to everyone listening, stick around because Snow Angel is going to play as a collection of songs here in just a moment. It's not quite virtual reality, but it's as close as we've got at this point in time. If you want it to be close to virtual reality, maybe go out and get a pizza first. Eat a pizza. Yeah. Yeah. That will help. So stick around because Snow Angel is going to play us some music. Thanks again for coming on the show, everyone. Thank you. Yay, Snow Angel.
won't set sweat Drenched and we're not done yet A trampoline of emotion Consider me the last ocean And the night won't come We won't stop But up a bum bum